Hello there, this is Pablo Gunner of TNTM The Show here to talk nerdy to you about any and all things nerdy. Now get back to listening to the podcast that wouldn't die. Father Gabriele Amorth. On the night of June 4th, you performed an exorcism. That was not an exorcism. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. Yo! <laughs> this week, we have a special guest. My sister, Tara. How's it going? Hola, hola. Oh, she, she's been on our show a few times. What was it? It was uh, the new Hellraiser. It was Drag Me to Hell. A lot of hell stuff going on. Always. That's her, that's her theme. The power of Christ compels me. <laughs> compels you. <laughs> so this week on the podcast, I wouldn't die. We're discussing the new classic, The Pope's Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe, who I thought was Ralph Macchio for about half the movie. What the F? even like why didn't you say you thought he was like Rutger Hauer or something how are they oh two even related or Danny DeVito really oh, young- I thought it was Danny DeVito you guys are out of your GD mind the younger priest was obviously the reincarnation of Ralph Macchio that's all I can tell you have you seen Ralph Macchio uh, the lately? younger priest I thought you meant Russell Crowe like we were Me confused no. no I said <laughs> Russell Crowe and Ralph Macchio you said the wrong. priest lies. The okay. priest, bring me the priest. <laughs> Each week on the podcast, I wouldn't die. We discuss guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the horror and sci-fi genres. What's going on, guys? What's the latest? Uh, what can I say? I'm back to work. I'm exhausted, <laughs> and here I here. am. <laughs> Yeah, Sweet the Jesus. new house has been down, so we've been, uh, you know, dealing with some surgeries and coronavirus. So we're rocking a lot. Of was just at a Metallica concert, spreading the vid to tens of thousands. <laughs> no, he he didn't have the vid. He just had the oral surgery, but he's oh. he's back on the horse. Too much oral. <laughs> back on the heroin. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> Well, it has certain curative properties. <laughs> Took a dark turn. Rob Newkirk and Iggy Pop together again. Oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> I was talking the partnership to... Uh, you didn't know you needed. That, that is absolutely true. I was talking to Aaron about how when I watch movies with Becky, they are not these kind of movies, but they are random things that she finds on like Hulu or Prime where I'm like, we recognize the actors, but I've never heard of this film. Uh, so we watched, we started this one. It was called like Kate and Sam or Sam and Kate or whatever. And it is Dustin Hoffman, Sissy Spacek. And it's their real life children playing their children in the movie. So it was very, it was a, it was a bizarro kind of, cause I'm like, that must be a, a Hoffman. Cause he looks just like Dustin Hoffman. But of course he, what's the other thing that's funny about it is he often plays Dustin Hoffman's grandson, even though he's his son. So, shots Maybe fired. his son by a third marriage. He was like 70 when he had him. Things happen. Yeah. Things happen. No, we just Dustin watched Hoffman. a terrible movie, the new Adam Sandler uh, something about I disinvite you. You're not invited to my bat mitzvah or whatever. <laughs> oh, it was number on, one on Netflix, and that's a lie. His whole family is in it, and it's so oh, obvious. I'm like, okay, both of his daughters are clearly. I mean, it's him in a win. Yes. Yeah, it's the nepotism has got to stop. It's bad. This movie we are reviewing is number one on Netflix right now. <laughs> Adam Sandler's so not involved with it. As far as we, happy we know. Madison. No, there's nothing happy about this Madison. No, it. it I, I saw an Adam Sandler movie a couple of years ago. It was called Jack and Jill, 
Did you do you remember this one? Where was I Adam Sandler? It. Yeah, he plays twins. Yes, he plays himself and his twin sister. And Al Pacino's in it for some reason. I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Gambling It's a freak show. (laughs) When you said I saw a shitty Adam Sandler movie, I said, that's redundant. (laughs) I like a lot of his stuff, but the newest, the new stuff is trash. It is trash. There is, is, um, what's the 80s one? Wedding Singer. uh, Wedding Singer. There's Wedding Singer, there's Happy Gilmer, there's Uncut Gems. The rest of it can go in a bag and throw it in the river. Oh, I like the Water Boy. I thought that was pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's funny. funny, but it's low-hanging fruit. It's just a lot of people getting tackled, and that's hilarious. You know what I mean? It's like that kind of... And I like the one, uh, Daddy something, Daddy, or... Daddy's Home? Uh, Big, or Big Daddy. Daddy. Big Daddy, something There's like that diff- with the little the little boy. That was yes, that was cute. He's getting no more of my energy. I just yeah. I think I I had to be of a certain age to truly appreciate Adam Sandler. It's kind of like him and, and Kevin Smith, for example. It's like when I was yeah. in the, in the '90s, I thought these were comedy genius, and yeah. then I kind of got older. But the movies kind of stayed the same. You know what I mean? Their humor development stopped around eight, nine years old, and they never emotionally grew beyond that. So I just assume that's equal level of if they were your husband. So it is true, but Grown Ups, Grown Ups was also had some funny moments in it. When he's got the one where they go to the cabin. Uh, Yeah, I think so. We are paying for him to go on vacation with his family and friends. That's basically they're like, we're in Hawaii. Let's shoot a movie. That's yeah. basically what it is. Yeah, yeah for sure. Good anyway, times had by that. Aaron, give us your 30-second synopsis of The Pope's Exorcist. The Pope's Exorcist. Apparently, the Pope has an exorcist uh, who runs around the world in his Vespa uh, tricking demons. Uh, except this time, maybe he's going to m- meet his maker. And the, the church doesn't believe in evil anymore. But anyway, he gets on his Vespa, rides 19 and a half hours from Rome <laughs> to f***ing Spain. Yeah. And, and... In the rain. Puts the clamp down. It, be, it becomes the, the f***ing Da Vinci Code. And all is right with the world at the end. Watch now, The Exorcist. Watch The it Exorcist. Almost, it almost seemed like they were setting up sequels. There are 199 oh, the unholy places you yeah. have to visit. I don't know what accent. They dreamed. It yeah. is. It is in the process. A sequel is in the process. Oh, for reals? Oh, yeah. sweet Jesus. Yeah. More now, Russell Crowe. that could Crow. just mean that they're trying to write something. doesn't mean that they're filming it. It just said in the process. Russell's We're available. Already, yeah, they've already set it up. So there's there's 199 more. It'll yep. it'll it'll surpass Halloween, the aliens, Friday James the 13th. They'll have the corpse of Russell Crowe. Eventually, it'll be actually his physical corpse in a cage, and uh, his descendants will still get a check. They'll dig him I've, up for this. I've talked about this before, but I I appreciate the fact that about 15 years ago. Russell Crowe's like, you know what? I'm eating nothing but carbs and no more crunches for me. He's still you sexy know? as f- He's still sexy. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Never was. Too many moles. Wow, well, well, he's moles. asleep. I mean, I assume he drinks a lot of whiskey, so you can wait till he falls asleep and put some of that wart removal on. <laughs> the compound W? <laughs> as, he, as he passes out on the couch at 7 o'clock every night, you can come by with the compound W and burn that shit off. By the way, <laughs> compound W is just basically, I'm going to put some sulfuric acid on your flesh. How's that grab you? Sure, until there's no more. Until it drills a hole into your brain. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Sure, you don't have the wart, but you have a now massive sore coming out of the, your. Okay, moving just on. Just a crater, <laughs> a, a crater that you a just crater. continue to pour compound W in. Is stream that worth of con- it? Wait a minute, stream of consciousness. I was on TikTok because I followed this Irish lady, and she noticed she had a bump in her lady uh, thing, but she figured she was going to DIY it. Yeah, where did it come from? 
A bump on her what? In her lady region. Sometimes oh, ladies get little cis, and she wasn't quite sure what it was, but Wait she figured. What do you mean by DIY? What is that? She put compound W on it. Oh, that's not Let's a good get her on the podcast. She's kind of like an uncut gem. She is. She has got to be an uncut gem. I believe it. Eventually, she worked her way to urgent care. Eventually, he dragged her. John Copeland will tell us the rest at the next family reunion. <laughs> we so we have so a relative fun. who's like a trauma nurse. Always a good good for a tale or two. Pull up Anywho, a chair and a big not. glass of wine and an you empty stomach. Yeah, you need a relative who's like works in an emergency room and one that works in a psychiatric hospital, and then you can just sit for hours just listening for the t- t- tales. Yep. Now, okay, back on track. Had had any of you seen this movie before? Because this is my first viewing. I wanted to go see it at the theater. I was all pumped up, and then something got in the way of it, so I never saw it. So I was excited it was when it gone. popped up on Netflix. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. gone in the blink of an eye. That's know? a sign. That's a we, sign. We were, this was kind of like Knock at the Cabin, Aaron, where we were like, mm-hmm. oh, it's on our list. Let's go to the movies. And then we just didn't. Right. <laughs> and then, you know, months pass. Like, I guess we'll wait till it's free on Netflix. Sounds and worth every penny. Let me just well, say that. Wait, with Knock at the Cabin, I think the opening week was Valentine's Day. So I actually took my my family to go see it on Valentine's Day. That's so, a family I mean, film. Yeah, that's a love story. You know, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, half the family walked out. I actually kind of enjoyed that one. Have Wait you reviewed it? Yes. They what? walked out. They walked out of the theater. What do you mean? Yeah, it's uh, too traumatic for some people. Dave Bautista was fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I totally bought him as a second grade teacher, getting small, talking quietly. Oh my, I thought he was a wizard. Yes, he's a very intriguing person, just Agreed. in general. Unfortunately, okay. in this film, nobody's so much intriguing or interesting. Well, you show <laughs> was still rocking it. He's still rocking it, but it's not enough. He's six I- foot three, 215. Looking great. Two fifty. I got that reference. I knew what you were saying. That's hilarious. What's that from? That's Donald Trump uh, (laughs) self-identifying as hide and wait. Yes. Uh, I was like, I'm pretty sure Russell Crowe can fit in my smallest handbag. (laughs) Not not his belly. That's for sure. Sweet Jesus. And we're not here to fat shame. Dad bod. Well, you know, that's all right, I suppose. It's not healthy, but whatever you want to do, <laughs> whatever, live your life, whatever. Well, I don't know you what's know less what? healthy, us getting him drunk and burning off his bowls or him just living his best life. I thought, <laughs> I thought he looked good. I mean, I'm not, I was never like somebody who thought Russell Crowe was gorgeous or anything, but I love him in this. I thought as, as, um, uh, underwhelmed as I was, I mm. thought without him, they would have been in a world of hurt because I really thought he was great. His accent was spot on. So I thought he was great. Unfortunately, that's the only thing great in this film. It's it's interesting. Somewhere along the lines, he became like the Meryl Streep of accents. You know, because right. he's Australian. He just he is busting. I'm I'm Italian now. In this movie, yeah. I'll be Italian. It's like, where's this coming from? Did he take voice lessons, dude. Good he was him. rocking it. He sounded great. Yeah. Sounded great. He yeah. was that role. And then when you see what the real du- dude looked like, he looked like the Gollum. So they really <laughs> handsome. They handsomed him up real nice. Well, can, and can they must I- have paid him a fortune. They had to have paid him a fortune. Why do you say that? <laughs> what else has he got going on these days? He's, he's I, had six years to work on that accent. <laughs> I have no doubt, you know, and granted, whatever he's doing these days, but he's still, I think, just a force. I think he's such a great actor. Yeah, he can do I it. I think he can pick and choose. He's yeah. not, you know, desperado. But I think they they clearly made it a, made him an offer, a really good offer. He, an offer he couldn't refuse. Right. <laughs> He's got a famous right. friend as well. Um, 
Why why do you think uh Pope John Paul uh II was played by Franco Nero? Is my question. I oh, read, the beer. They said it was not based on Pope John Paul II, even though that would have been the Pope at the time right. that this yes. took place. It was not based on anything of Pope John Paul II. Nothing. I, I guess this my is question why, is, this is why he died. Right. Because this is supposed to be based on a true story. Yeah. Or this is the real, this is like uh, The Conjuring. Yeah. It's like the Warren family doing their thing. Most so like, of it was based on malarkey. There was, it was completely fictionalized. There were yeah. only bits and pieces. Just like well, The Conjuring, yes. where it was bits and pieces. Bits. So it, it's just that weird thing where it's like, yes, it takes place in 87. And yes, here's the Pope. But it's obviously not the Pope that we that we know at the time. So yeah. yes, John Paul yeah. II wishes he looked like Franco Nero. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron has a special spot for Franco Nero from way back. He was in Ca- from Camelot. He was so handsome as Lancelot in Camelot. In no idea who he is. You never saw Camelot? If I did, I don't remember it. All right. I'm sad for you then. Yeah. He's been in a ton of shit. I always talk about he was in Enter the Ninja in 1981. So you have that to look forward to. Check out his IMDb page. Um, I think Camelot may have been the apex, but I'm glad to see he's kicking around. He's doing all right. Italian, you know, at least they're throwing an Italian in there somewhere. I don't know. I wonder if there was, a, obviously it was a conscious effort to not have whatever this actor is, Franco Nero, you're saying, yeah. yep. was play, to not have him resemble the Pope in any way, shape, or form. Right. Do you know what I mean? Because I was like, you know, how much of this is true? How much is not? Um, I did read that um, uh, Father, is his name Armuth or what's the Something character? Something like that. Something yeah. like that. That he actually met with the screen that when he sold his rights before he died, that they went over the the story and everything and he was really specific about what could and couldn't be done with his life story. And I wonder if that may have been part of it. I don't know. I could think be. it was just because John Paul II is was is beloved that they didn't want to alienate all the Catholics. But this, well, this Pope I mean, was a good... Well, I about... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say saying... that the... <laughs> aye, aye, After aye. you. Well, I mean, I think they kind of crossed that line when he said, you know, that the devil has infiltrated the Vatican and tried to, you know, talk about the Spanish Inquisition all being about a... What was it? A Pope or a Cardinal who was possessed or something. Right. Did you was, automatically start thinking about Mel Brooks, the Inquisition, look at no. sin, the Inquisition? <laughs> All right. Well, maybe that's just me. <laughs> Shall we jump right into the highlights? Sweet I thought Jesus. we did. <laughs> what was that? Anywho, go ahead. <laughs> You guys I like ahead. it when everybody's possessed, but they all speak only speak English when they're possessed. So the first person had an American accent. Uh, the little kid is now British, uh, but they they don't ever speak like Latin or Italian or Spanish. They don't speak the language of wherever they're from. Well, I I have to talk about the backstory because it was something like there's a young American family who are going to Spain because the husband died in a car crash a year ago. The and because of the trauma of that, the youngest son does not speak. And there's no like, hey, we got him into a therapist. No, they're just like, whatever. <laughs> Less screaming in the kitchen, I guess, if my child is mute for a year. And the husband's death left them in such financial straits that they, what, he happened to leave them a Spanish church that they have to go remodel, like, love it or leave it? or <laughs> We don't have any money to live on. This is why we need to spend hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars Correct. to remodel this abbey versus just f- sell the abbey. I mean, who's paying for the reconstruction? 
for having all the the round the clock Spanish contractors refurbishing this ancient castle. It is. I would have signed up for the show. They should have called like TLC or something. I don't understand all these dollar uh, villas in Italy. Why isn't that a show? I would have signed up to watch them have TLC, have Niecy Nash or something over there while they're redoing the villa. That would have been a show. That's what I would have done if I was saddled with this. Yeah, you could do like a paranormal activity meets HGTV. Everybody. Everybody from Discovery and TLC could have like a month there doing a different show. Boom. Interesting. Yes. Can Can I also talk about the family that there's no trope I hate worse than the angsty teenager. It drives me freaking crazy every time. It's true to form. But I don't want to see that in my my films. Damn it. it. In every film, you can always count, if there's a tragedy, you can always count on your angry daughter just like calling you by your first name and being a bitch instead of stepping up. (laughs) Yes, and whatever you want, my father's dead. It's like, <laughs> my husband died. Your brother's a mute. Would you help us out? F off, mom. Kiss my ass. It's like, okay, we're good. Okay, but that didn't bother me because I could <laughs> totally see that this gal, little gal lost her dad. She's a shitty teenager and her mom is now uprooting her and making her move into a haunted mansion with no one around and she's not on board to me that that bothered me less than the horrific acting on the on the central family the mother completely boring and uninteresting you know the children it was a a poor man zendaya playing the daughter and and the poor little anorexic boy i just wanted to feed feed that little mute that poor little bastard out of the three of them the little boy did the best job and who know it was all so much <laughs> cgi and bullshit i mean they could have just done practical effects i mean it could have been like the exorcist but it always has to be over the top to be scary nowadays it was a little it irritating. Is. nobody likes the less is more and when it comes to satan less is more because you just I literally was not scared at all. And I'm always trepidatious no. on the yes. base and truth when yeah. it comes to Satan, as we all are, you know, right. Catholic and lapsed Catholic. So this was just kind of a certain point. You're just like, this is cartoonish. Yeah. Damn it. I'm disappointed. Well, and I, I think there's something to be said for the fact, like you said, that the family was kind of a clean slate. Like they didn't really spend much time developing them at all. And usually, like, we watched The Exorcist not that long ago. The whole before The Exorcist gets involved is a whole process where it's like it's a it's like a a slow burn of all the shit that's going down, going to the doctors like that's 45 minutes of the movie. You know what I mean? Where you really get to know the mom and the daughter and all the shit they're going with. Whereas this, it's like kids possessed on Monday, go to the doctor on Tuesday. the, The Pope's Exorcist shows up on Wednesday. It's not yeah. about them. That's why. At all. The, the movie is not about them. The movie right. is about Russell Crowe and his sexy Italian accent. Uh, <laughs> if it was about them, then there'd be a focus. I totally know what you're saying. Right. Uh, but the movie doesn't care about them. We don't care about them. I don't want to see no. a, a little uh, wasp of a child disappear, but who cares? It's really about Russell Crowe. And, and the weird, it's not even really about the weird Spanish priest. It's all Russell Crowe because it's all ego. They're playing into the ego, ego. So obviously the real priest, it was all about his ego also. Right. Well, like you said, it's not about the family. At one point, Russell Crowe's just like, okay, guys, there's 45 minutes left in the movie. Why don't you guys get in your car and drive away? We don't even need to see you yeah. ever again. We've We're- tired of try- coming up with shit for you to do. So why don't you just boogie out of here, bricks. go to an Airbnb, get the f- out. And then, I don't think there's a scene at the end where it's like the happy family's like, ah, oh, everything's it's cool now. No, they're good. Nobody cares. Nobody, <laughs> Nobody cares. cares. No. Uh, it, oh, yeah. The f***ing 
end? What are they? They turned the Abbey into MI6? What is that? It looks like a fucking James Bond situation that yes. the Catholic Church. I mean, I've been to the Vatican. It don't look so high tech. It's, it's still a bunch, an old thing with, with tons of money. And but you haven't been down to the special area. That's true. You don't know what's going on down below. That's right. Did, did I'm you not, request I'm not to see Opus the Day. Exorcist? I want to see the Pope's exorcist. Here's my Opus Day ring. I've written enough checks. Let me in. No, you have not. <laughs> now, what was up with the, the Bizarro Tribunal or whatever it is? It's like Russell Crowe has to go meet with the panel and they're all pissed off at him. And of course, there's like the young Pope. Is that the He's like a 25-year-old cardinal who's, who's American. What are you doing? We're, we're getting rid of the old Pope. You sit down and listen to your superiors, Russell Crowe. It was very I wish, it, I wish yeah. it was the young Pope. That would have been Jude Law in there kicking around. <laughs> now you're talking. No, that was definitely that commentary about the the old thinking versus the new thinking. And there is that concept that the devil is not a it's it's a, the devil is a concept. E, you know, right. it's evil is a concept. It's not a real like person versus old school and i remember mom used to say this to me and she said it to all of us me in particular uh, you know the, the, the devil could come in and sit down at our dinner table tonight he's a he it's not an idea it's not because i would argue this and it's like oh no the devil is as real as you or i and could come in and sit down at our dinner table I and mean, peel an know, egg. He would peel an egg with his long pointed <laughs> Yes. So there, that was the that was the nod to that. That the new way of thinking is that this is a concept, and the old way of thinking of oh no, it's the, the devil is as real as you or I kind right. of thing. Right. But what was weird was I I I appreciated the fact that, and I guess Father felt this way in True Life as well as depicted in the movie that 99% of so-called possessions are just mentally ill people, people right. who are mentally ill. And, but even still that 1% that he's staying, you know, saying still existed and that he treated that's, you know, 1% too many for my liking for Hell sure. Yes. Hell and yes. it seems to all be centered around Catholics. You don't hear about a lot of Jewish exorcisms uh evangelical possessions atheist no, I, possessions the you don't boy, hear that oh no there's like ones in africa there the boy catholic. who the um exorcist was based on was not catholic i think he was lutheran Close um, enough. And, then, and then they ended up saying bring in the catholics like this right. is their expertise this is their ah, we're rolling up the sleeves here we go the power the of christ compels you Exactly. Get Max von Sydow in here and Demi. Demi, Demi. why you do this to me? Why you do Demi. this to me? Uh, <laughs> oh, Lord. Now, just on a, a little off note, our Aunt Helen told me that my now defunct priest here in Bakersfield had, in fact, done several exorcisms and had gone to Rome in like the 90s or 2000s for exorcism training. So I wonder if he was this, th this homie died in 2016. So. Well, there's a yeah, new well, one. A current his, Pope. Exorcism. There is. And, and his belief was that every diocese has to have a, a, an exorcist there. He think he thought felt it was a mortal sin um, because he felt it was, there had to be somebody local on, on spot in every diocese needed an exorcist. Yeah, there apparently crazy. was one in Fireball, which is north of us, uh, that really kicked it over where he needed to go to Rome for training. It's of course, Fireball is where all the accusations also started to come from. Fascinating. Shocking. As a child, I remember hearing of the movie The Exorcist. And I, in my mind, The Exorcist was like an evil thing. You know what I mean? Like, because it's a horror movie, you think you figure that the the scary thing is the title of the movie, not right. the hero coming in to save the day kind of thing. Because it's so a it's scary word. The right. word is scary. it is, and it sounds like it's the Pope that needs the Exorcist. 
I was like, <laughs> oh, which one went over the edge? I bet it was that Ratzenberg. I bet he's the one who went over the edge. <laughs> There's nobody named Ratzenberg, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Ratzinger. I was talking, we were in Ireland. We were in Ireland. We were talking, exactly. We were talking about the Pope. And it was funny because we always called Pope Francis, Pope Francis. But we always called Pope Benedict Ratzinger. They never called him Pope Benedict. Like, Dad! Benedict. I never called him Ratzinger. I'm not, I'm not talking about the world. I was just talking about in the car of our conversation. Oh, okay. Even Dad referred to him. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. It was a racist. Racist. Against... Not racist against Ger- Nazis. Is that what it, a yes. racist against Germans? I always exactly. called Pope Francis Papa Francesco. He always found so friendly. Papa. <laughs> and what do you call Franco Nero? Daddy. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So, okay, let me ask you this question. This is kind of uh, back on track, hopefully. Um, <laughs> They there's a there's a hole there, there's a hole in the wall down in the basement, and the electricians or whatever going like, oh, I can't I can't see what's in there. Hand me one of your flares. Why do the electricians have flares? How about a flashlight, jackass? Of course, it blows up. Maybe we didn't have flashlights in the nineties. Before they light the flare. Smells like methane. <laughs> Shut me that flamethrower. Yeah. What the hell? Come it's basically on. the. I was trying to look up the the Spanish word for Amityville horror so I could uh, whistle it out, but anyway, they were trying to basically dra- drag the Amityville Abbey going on here. I was waiting for like uh, I'm, I'm blending all the things, so I wanted the old man from Poltergeist to show up. I wanted the walls to bleed and flies to show up. I was waiting for yes. all this to happen, and it didn't. Rod Steiger to show up and loudly retch outside the place. Ah! Ah! If you haven't seen that, I always talk about this. If you have not seen Amityville Horror lately, the number of religious characters in that movie who run out of the house and immediately loudly vomit. Not just, I'm sick of my stuff, but ah! you have to go check it. It is crazy. It is crazy. The aunt who's a nun, she's like, I gotta get the hell out of here. Ah! Anyway. <laughs> and they still don't leave. They're it's... like, how many people have to wildly wretch in the presence? <laughs> and they're like, nah, let's keep our kids here. It's all That's... good. Absolutely. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Anywho, um, I wrote down kid uh, lip syncs. I found it hilarious. Whenever the little golem kid chained to the bed would speak in a crazy devil voice, because it it just it just didn't work for me. No, it just didn't no. match just right. It just because he's a little kid, tell like grabbing the mom's boob and dropping f bombs. It's it was just like, come on. But I don't yeah. think uh, the the Exorcist chick. It was only her voice sometimes. They they did something similar. They just did it better because this was not this was out of sync. It was like irritating. Well, it was a too kid. much. Again, right. you're it's just it's, it's just goes on and on, and yeah. you're like, come on. I get it. I get it. Well, he didn't like masturbate with a crucifix, so it is a little Thank tamer that, that way. But again, they true. don't tie him down <laughs> till the end. They've got the tranquilizer, but they don't use that immediately. It's all the same, you know, malark where you're like, really? Like, can why we, isn't he? Can you tranquilize the devil? Well, here's a question. Shut down why, the bod. Why were they giving the mom literally syringes to jam into the kid's neck for a tranquilizer? How about a pill? A chewable, perhaps, for your six-year-old instead of jamming like a huge adrenaline shot. Why didn't they just knock him out the whole time till they figured this shit out? Yes. Like there's not hospitals in Spain. Like they don't have hospitals where you would take your kid. Oh, Tara, this is what you get with your socialized medicine. Haven't you heard? (laughs) They took them to the doctor and the doctor's like, I don't know, psychosis and just walks away. Deuces. Because we don't have hospitals or doctors for that. Right. They don't. Right. No can do. (laughs) You got to handle it your own self. 
That's yeah, right. A, Do it with diet. Do it like Kanye. <laughs> Do it with diet and exercise. Oh, Scientology. <laughs> Where are you when we need you? Now, let me ask you this. When young Ralph Macchio appeared on the scene, <laughs> didn't... <laughs> Didn't you think he was kind of suspicious? Because the way he was holding, oh, it is so nice to meet you, my dear. And like holding her hand, he seemed a little questionable to begin with. Correct me if I'm wrong. We knew he had baggage the minute he slimed in. He was just so greasy. He He struck me as greasy. To me, he struck me as um, inexperienced, but full of himself. Innocente. Yeah. A novice who, but he thinks he's the bomb when really he's trash. No, I I knew there was going to be revelations. It was going to go one way or another. Was was pretty weak. They insinuated something far worse, and then you just found out that he had an affair and dumped her. But they insinuated like he was abusing, you know, all the young women in his church when it was really that's what the devil said. The love of his life. Right, you know. he, he he fell in love with a girl in the village. I don't know if it's a village; it could be a major metropolis, for all I know. Fell fell in love with a girl from the village, and they had an affair. But he loved God more than he loved her, so he had to translation. Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? Hundred percent. He said he was effing her, knowing full full well this was never going to go anywhere. Absolutely. So, how is it the love of your life? If you're like, meh. We'll just keep doing this for a little while until she gets uh, to be a pain in the ass. And then we give yeah. her a heave-ho. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And you now, never what... really find out what happened to her, right? She was fine. She was just like, whatever. She went on with her life. She's raising his 12 bastard that, children. That is the reality. Yes. She's Hester Friend. Yeah. She's Hester Friend. She's got the scarlet letter. She was chased from the village, again with the village. And who knows where she is Pitch these forks days. and torches. Well, but exactly. you know putana, the, putana. The dark <laughs> shit was the girl um, that uh, father felt like he didn't listen to and just said she was mentally ill, who committed suicide. The inference that she had been abused and kidnapped and used as a sex slave at the Vatican. That was creepy. That well, was really she, creepy. She was mentally ill and he didn't research it, but he's also, as he said, not a psychiatrist. He's but just he's, there to see if you're possessed by the devil or not. But he, she came to him or she, you know, during the, at some point when he had an interaction right. with her, she was saying these things, I'm being sexually abused and like, or heard the rumors or whatever. And like nothing ever came of it. And that was a real thing. Yeah. That was one of the true parts um, that about a woman who disappeared at the Vatican and they said it was it they didn't infer that it was like the cardinals but that the Vatican guards would do this the Swiss would guards local girls and yes and kidnap and have these orgies and stuff like that but we don't think she was actually she wasn't possessed she was just mentally ill but he said his sin was that he was too proud it was it was some bizarre. My sin was pride. He was like, he, what are you, Vince, or didn't do enough? He, yes, he didn't do enough. He just basically was like, she's mentally ill. Now right. somebody else deal with it. And and you know she felt like it, this was just my interpretation that nobody was listening to her. She'd been abused and she was out. She's she like, I can't deal. Yeah, like he felt he should have been able to prevent that. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, there was a scene where they find the secret sanctum down below and they get to the bottom of the mystery that, whatever it was, 500, 600 years ago, the Pope's exorcist at the time was possessed by the the, the demon or whatever, Osmodeus, and started the, uh, the Spanish Inquisition. But there was a dude a priest who was like in a little crazy cage and to proceed, they had to get the key out of the priest's, the corpse's stomach. Did right. you see that freaking key? It was like six inches long. It's like, how the hell did he swallow it? Was this Maybe he didn't swallow it. Maybe it went the other way. That's what I was saying. <laughs> it wasn't some little like, you know, like a, like a bus 
like a bus locker key. It was freaking medieval. Anyway, shocking and horrifying. I thought that was very interesting. That really uh, excused the church, didn't it? Well, it wasn't our fault the Inquisition took place. Clearly the devil was at work. And once we realized, we locked the devil up in an abbey in Spain. What do you know? Well, I I think that was kind of what this priest or the Pope's exorcist in real life kind of believed that that was the reason for the Spanish Inquisition was clearly the devil had gotten inside. So I think that was his personal belief. I thought it that because people just don't do shitty things. Exactly. But I think, you know, and. It was kind of interesting when you saw that. And I was like, is that an Iron Maiden? Like, what is happening in this cage where there's a skeleton? And when they give you that thing, well, it wasn't to, um, uh, when you realized it was he locked himself in because he had taken on the devil or whatever and locked himself in and made sure that this was supposed to be, you know, blocked off for all of eternity. But then you find out that the Vatican knew about this and that's when they redacted all the paperwork and the Pope was reading it. Like you think they'd want to say, hey, this is, you know, unconsecrated devil ground. Like if you don't want to get into the nitty gritty, you would just have a big area where it's like nobody's allowed this, which begs the question, how did this family get the deed to San Sebastian Abbey? (laughs) And how did the devil get out anyway? The devil's dancing around the corridors, having a happy old time. But meanwhile, all those doors are locked and stuff. Because so. they busted open that wall that oh. the flames were. That was when they kind of knocked open that wall, supposedly, oh. that mm. that let it all out. Mm. Catholic technology, not at its finest. Yeah. That's all are. it takes. Uh, it was just a little mortar keeping the devil at bay. Yeah, I mean, why not just blow up the whole thing? Like, let the Vatican go in there and just, you know, drop it 50 feet into hell. Like, literally just blow the whole damn thing up. I like mm-hmm. how there were scenes of, like, the Pope literally doing the research. He's like, I will I will research this for you, brother. And then what? There's no, like, cell phones. It's like, a, then you'll just have the information while the dude is 2,000 miles away in Spain. <laughs> The Pope will get on his Vespa and drive over to Spain. I'll be there in a couple weeks. (laughs) Good luck. I like how he brought all his exorcism. It had been a suitcase in the Vespa. It was a donkey running behind it. (laughs) There was a donkey. There was a donkey. By the way, speaking of donkeys... (laughs) <laughs> this is totally apropos of nothing. When we were in Ireland, uh, everybody we met who was Irish, that would be like, when I was here in the 80s, there would be like donkey carts just walking down the street. I'm oh, like, boy. I don't know. I'm not sure they appreciate oh, these reminiscences, Dad, to be honest. But that's not it. I was there in the 80s. There weren't any fucking donkey carts rolling down the streets of Dublin. There was nothing but donkey carts. <laughs> donkey Kong, maybe. In their villages. No. Oh, my God. Our father did not. Go ahead. What are you going to say? We're all barred from from the mother country. They have burned any any evidence of our family. Oh, my God. Dad's out of his mind. I was on that same trip with him. I saw no (laughs) donkey cards. Any other thoughts and feelings you guys have? Any other... Yeah, you know, on the character that they wrote for this father of moth, I can't remember what his real name is, but I did like that he was, you know, hitting the whiskey or whatever he was drinking. That was really I like like that he did have a funny sense of humor. Yeah. There were little, like, because, you know, Russell Crowe is just so freaking good. Like, I wish it would have been really more about him than this. It turned into, like, some sort of X Men. Like oh yeah, it was battle, bullshit. We're gonna battle thirteen ghosts. And... Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, because he was so funny. Like when he was like, "Oh, I've heard a lot about you, Father." He's like, "Have you read my books?" He's like, "No, just articles." He's like, "The books are good." You know, he had his <laughs> funny little, his funny right. little things. So I, I really like that character. I wish it would have been more focused on that. That's my two cents. Yeah, I would say Russell Crowe is the nugget. 
but that nugget alone is not enough to save this. I, I do want to talk about the first exorcism. I thought that was kind of crazy with the pig, where they, they had to convince the devil to jump into the pig and then killed the pig in the people's poor people's living room. Yes. But, but that wasn't well, Everyone exorcism. in Italy... Well, it's a fake exorcism. I love right. everybody in Italy is in ruins with like a pig in the front yard. But it was well, a good maybe, pig, though. Maybe that was where the donkey cart was. That's right. That's what it, <laughs> sweet Jesus. Well, it was interesting because it's like, you know, he said to him, do you have a television? Because he was speaking yes. English, this person. You know, so he had his little litmus test for what does this quote unquote demon know? What does it right. not know? And he knew within two seconds it was malarkey. Right. You know, well, and then and, it's and like... He's the Pope's exorcist, right? He's not just some dude. Anybody can go find out the name of the Pope's exorcist. I can go on right now and find out the name of the Pope's exorcist. This was the 90s. You would have had dial-up. This is the 87. So this would have been like, uh, you know, what is it? The the Pony Express or throwing a dove out your window and hope for the best? Well, but not only that, I don't know. I mean, this was always something. I mean, this is what dad had said to me. That was always kind of not an embarrassment within the Catholic Church, but something that they kept this stuff on the DL, even when there were documented cases with these exorcisms. No, I think it was an embarrassment. Like we are some old snake charmers and old-fashioned, dark-age religion versus, you know, the evangelical, hey, we're going to play electric guitar, we got a band, and we got all this stuff. We got fucking exorcism, and we got a lot of bees. But the way that the evangelicals and people in the, you know, they're out there speaking in tongues, they're With snake snakes charmers, shit, they're, yeah. they're doing their stuff, and it's that, that's part of their thing is it's really, you know, in your face, where Catholic is lowbrow. Like, we don't talk about this stuff. Like, you know, dad, dad, like spoke to one of the Jesuits or something who knew someone who was involved with that case that the exorcist was based on. And it was like super hush hush. Right. Like, you know what I mean? And now I just read an article to prepare for this. Half the stuff that was initially reported, they've all recanted. No, we never really saw this. No, we think it could have been done by the boy. Uh, we don't know how, you know, and the, and the, the boy who it was based on, did you know, ended up working at NASA and developed some high tech something for the space shuttle. And like, Uh-oh. it was crazy. Uh Oh, so this Very is crazy. like, in, instead of uh, the devil in the Vatican, we got the devil in NASA. Yeah. The, de- the devil's astronaut or whatever the Pope. He blew up all the space shuttles. Is that what you're telling me? I all am not them. saying that. All of them. But even that, like most of the stuff they were like, they've recanted or come out with explanations for. And that's like the most famous one in the United States. Right. So even that, most of it has been recounted. And they said they had to do like dozens of exorcisms on that person. Right. Dozens. Like it was ongoing and grueling forever trying to get that whatever happened there little reagan little poor little reagan she grew up to be ronald reagan <laughs> little did well, we know that makes you know, sense did you know linda blair was was like in a serious relationship with rick james for like five years in the 80s and he wrote the song cold-blooded about her I think that she was a little sense. effed up after this, and you she think? went into heavy drugs after this. Yes, believe anyway. it or else, we're all over the map on this story. I thought, you gonna, I thought you were going to tell me he wrote "Super Freak" about her. <laughs> that would have been funnier. Absolutely. That's too upbeat. Too upbeat. Sweet Jesus! Shall we go behind the scenes? Lay it on yeah. me. Uh, let's see. While researching the life and work of Father Gabriel Amorth, uh, Russell Crowe discovered that Amorth's personal favorite movie was The Exorcist. I bet. So much so that Amorth became good friends with its director, William Friedkin, who just died recently. Yeah. Um, and who would later direct a documentary of Amorth's work as an exorcist called The, Dether- the Devil and Father Amorth, which came out in 2017. Oh, I want to watch. Check it out. Uh-huh. Yeah, I will. Um, 
Russell Crowe met with personal friends of Father Amorth, including one who had accompanied Amorth in over 150 exorcisms in order to get, better get to know the character he was playing. So Interesting. Is Crowe uh, Catholic? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say yes, based on nothing. Based on, based on absolutely nothing. Um, <laughs> Let's see. There's a brief scene in which Father Morth walks away from the Colosseum in Rome. In an interview, Russell Crowe confirmed this is a wink and a nod to Gladiator. Oh, that's funny. Okay, like that. Um, let's see. According to an interview with a Vatican-approved exorcist, he speculated that if Gabriel Amorth was alive, he'd be disgusted by the use of his name and character treatment of exploited in the film, such as his saying... This, he would be railing against this movie. So there you go. Yeah. Um, Russell Crowe is not Catholic, but he did meet Pope Francis and said, I like this guy. There you go. <laughs> That's all I need to know. Uh, this movie was actually filmed in Dublin and Limerick, Ireland. Woo! With all the... With all the donkey carts. Absolutely. <laughs> so does that mean he rode his scooter from Rome across across the, the English Channel and across the Irish Sea? Right through the channel. <laughs> well, they had to have filmed in Rome. They had to have filmed some They had exterior Rome. shots. Or yes. is this yeah. like a Ed Wood they situation? They just got some stock footage. <laughs> he, yes the, the exterior <laughs> stuff was filmed in rome but all basically the the majority of the movie was filmed in ireland so there yeah. you go uh let's see anything interesting uh the woman who plays the mother is only 11 years older than her on-screen daughter yeah, so that explains right. the standard issue. standard yeah. human trafficking <laughs> it's human human <laughs> According to Russell Crowe, during one of the screenings in New Zealand, a theater usher played a prank on the audience by striking a broom against the wall during one of the more frightening scenes, which startled the audience greatly. They should have had the tingler under the seat. They absolutely should have. Uh, let's talk about the cast and crew, shall we? Uh. Uh, the guy who wrote this, his name is Michael Petroni. He, uh, like five years ago, did another Exorcist-themed uh, movie called The Right, R-I-T-E. I didn't see um, that, but I, I know Nero's of its existence. It. There we go. Franco Nero's in it again? <laughs> he's 700 years old. He's been revived. He's known for writing The Book Thief. Uh, he wrote on the TV series Messiah. Oh, he geez. wrote uh, oh, Jesus. Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> he, I'm sorry, he wrote the Chronicles See, of I'm Narnia. talking about the screenplays, not the yes. He wrote the original novels. He is C.S. Lewis. That's his and nom de plume. He also wrote The Dangerous Lives of Altar Boys, yeah. which makes a lot of sense. He's got, uh, he might have some issues. He may be Catholic. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, Russell Crowe played Father Gabriel Amorth. You know him Yay! from such things. As he played Javert on Les Miserables, he oh, was poor thing. poor thing. He was Maximus in Gladiator. He was John Nash Fantastic. in A Beautiful Mind. He was yeah, Bud was White great. in L.A. Confidential. Yeah, a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. So good, so good. Even in this, so good. Uh, let's see. Father Esquivel was played by Ralph Macchio. Just <laughs> totally <kidding>. forgettable, <laughs> dude. Don't you watch Cobra Kai? He looks just like him. He looks he nothing looks, like him. Oh, go back. How dare and look. you? You guys are out of your damn mind. He, uh, his real name is Daniel Zavato. He's Costa Rican. Anthony Zavato from uh, what is that? Yes. Jump Street. That's correct. <laughs> you know, I, there's no. I don't know who. Who are you? Are, who are you trying He's to say? He's talking about Antonio Zavato, who was not on Jump Street. <laughs> Though I do think he's on Fox News a lot right now. He is. Uh oh. Uh -oh. That's yeah. never with good. With uh, Chachi. He with Chachi. Chachi. And, and John Boy. <laughs> and John Boy. Uh, let's see. There we go. You know, you know him from 10, 10 episodes of Station Eleven. He was in, of course, The Pope's Exorcist. He was in Don't Breathe. And he was in It Follows. Oh, I like that. Who was he in It Follows? Greg. Does that mean anything to you? No, not a f 
fucking thing. It just washes over. People are like, have you done this movie yet? I'm like, I don't know. It's possible. Uh, let's see. Franco Nero. Franco Nero oh, played boy. the Pope. You know him from such things as John Wick Chapter 2. Right he on. was Django Unchained. He was Who? in the original. In Django. He had like one scene. Oh, okay. Let's see where he popped in. He was famous for in 1966 playing a character also called Django in the movie Django in 1966. And he was Esperanza in Die Hard 2. And, and he was Lancelot in Camelot. Uh, is there anybody else you want to know about from this movie? No. I think you've done enough. No. But did we talk about that there was no evidence that the real father of Mort zipped around on a scooter? (laughs) (laughs) Why would that be something like, who came up with that idea? That's funny. He's he's Italian. So, of course, he's going to be on a Vespa. And because Americans have no idea where things are in Europe. We're just going to drive for 19 hours because there's no high-speed rail, right? I mean, that's why, why, would, why would you do that? It's so stupid. Russell Crowe came up with the idea of riding around in the Vespa because when he was in Rome, you will see priests riding around in little crazy Vespa. Yes! Now, now does but that mean he's traveling? They drive it to work. They're not driving uh, like to the other end of Europe. Look, and there's a high from, speed trail. He went through, uh, you know, France, the Pyrenees, through, the- yes, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> thousands of miles. Let's talk about the ratings, shall we? <laughs> the post, the Pope's Exorcist, currently has forty eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Do you know what the audience gave it? 38%. 30. 81%. Shut your fucking mouth. Because the audience is a bunch of 16-year-old boys. Well, <laughs> you know, I think, honestly, when when you're watching a, a horror flick, it, it always is so much better in the movie theater than sitting in your living room in the middle of the day, you know. So maybe if, if I saw it in the theater, maybe I'd be more generous, to be honest. I know what you're saying. It would have brought me much more joy to just shout out in the theater going, what the fuck? I would have enjoyed that much more than just muttering it to myself and my cats in my living room. Let's look and see what the top (laughs) critics had to say. Johnny Olexini from the New York Post says, Como se dice, what the hell? Como se dice. (laughs) Two out of four stars. That's hilarious. (laughs) <laughs> Matt Solar Sites from RogerEbert.com says a watchable but far from special rehash of exorcism movie cliches. Two out of four. Very upsetting. Not well, a lot of fans in the top critics, wrong. I'll be honest with they're you. They're not wrong. I mean, if 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 he if Russell Crowe was not in this, it'd be one star. That's just the reality. <laughs> Aaron, and what is she? It's a bummer because I really think that they could have whipped all these, you know, books that this guy wrote, all the documentation, everything that they had from this guy who did it for, I don't know, 30, 40 years and, and a, you know, hundreds of exorcisms, you think they could have cobbled together something pretty cool based in reality and all of this. Why they chose to just go off into pure nonsense, I don't know. I don't know why. Aaron, what is your rating? There's so many movies. I don't know why. I don't know why. (laughs) Como se dice, Uh, what the hell? Or in Italian, come se dice. Maybe that's what he was saying. Um, Maybe. (laughs) All right, friends. Russell Crowe was great. And they could have done something with Russell Crowe. Because his character is fucking interesting. Uh, so Russell Crowe is going to get a five out of five. The rest of this horseshit is going to get. I'm going to. I'm going to be generous and give it a, a two. Light my ass on fire with a torch to blow out the evil spirit. Out of five, you do need that, by the way. 
Tara, what did you, who's your rating? You know, I agree with Aaron. Uh, Russell Crowe is, even in terrible movies, he's so good. The character they wrote and his particular dialogue I thought was fantastic. So um, I, I would give it a three out of a five. Uh, yeah, because Very of Russell generous. Crow. Yes, because of him. He's that good. If you can just scrape everything else off of the screen and flick it into the trash and just have Russell Crowe, then we're working with something here because he his character is interesting. He's just not given anything to work with. And, and I, yeah. that's his fault because he chose this bullshit. He could have, he had the power to flex to do something, but maybe he didn't care. Maybe he's too focused learning Italian and drinking whiskey. I gave it also three out of five. Uh, Ralph Macchio presses like a cross to the woman's head and she explodes gore all over him. <laughs> what you didn't even talk about? I was like, what is happening? Um, I, I think... It sounds like my my score is kind of the same as yours, and it is, but I didn't it's not it's not a good movie. Let's just say that straight up. But it's not the way you guys are talking about it, you think it's like a piece of shit. It is not a piece of shit. It's just kind of mediocre. Yeah. It's just kind of mediocre. Russell Crowe is good in it. Um, it is a lot of standard exorcism cliches done not as well. But it's not like I was watching it and I was looking at my watch going, when's this shit over? You know what I mean? It was just kind of like, eh, fine, well, inoffensive, whatever, moving on. I was, we have, the last couple of movies we had watched were pretty good. I mean, Let Me In was amazing. So was, once this started rolling, I was like, oh shit, this is where we are. And I'd already gone over my self-imposed hour and a half limit on TikTok. So now I was like, now I gotta watch this whole thing. So it, it was in the world of exorcism movies, this is not even in the top 10. Oh, no. Do you, do you know not. 10 exorcism movies that you could mention? Exorcist. Yes. Uh, the exorcism of Heretic, the exorcism of, uh, what is it, Emily, Emily Rose. Rose. There's a bunch. And this is not in the top 10. <laughs> even if I have to go out this afternoon and create one, it would still be better than this in the world of exorcism movies. You've got like two and a half exorcism movies and you're still like, uh, this, is no, this isn't even in my top 10. This isn't as bad as all that. I can't, th again, I can't think of all of them right now. <laughs> But for sure, I can, in given time, I will post the list of, of exorcism movies better than this. Uh, can enough. I jump in on something Please. we didn't discuss? Please. What the, That whole thing of we've got to find out the demon's name. Once yes. we know the demon's name. Well, they knew the demon's name back in the, you know, the, the Inquisition times. Yes. Why? You know, they knew it was written in the book. I, shouldn't have that have been the end of this? Right. And Good even point. when they found it, I don't remember Crow going in and saying, I've got your name, little devil. Because right. That didn't end the movie. That wasn't no, like, all oh, problems movie. are solved. Right. Yeah. It was like a thing. We've got to figure out who it is. They figured out who it is. And then kind of nothing. It was like, meh. Well, and what you going to do now, Russell Crow? Because <laughs> well, the, the demon's plan was to possess the current Pope's exorcist to have, what, Inquisition Part 2? Electric Boogaloo? Is that what the goal was? Who knows? I'm there clear. was some talk I, I about... I hope it was Electric Boogaloo. That, that, he, that this priest believed that all of the pedophilia and okay. everything that was kind of coming to a head, that that was very much, and I can't disagree, satanic. And so I don't know if it was, you know, at that time, it was like, I'm going to bring this guy in and we're just going to keep covering it up and perpetuating and, you know, and that would destroy the church, which frankly it has. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. That frankly, maybe that's part two where we then, at, we've excused the Inquisition. Now part two is we excuse uh, the church's pedophilia and we'll just march on down the list of all our sins, and it's the word of the devil. There we go. Right. Right. Excused, excused, excused. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I can't wait for the next one. All pedophilia with priests. Can't wait. That's what we're going to title up. Pope 
Exorcist 2. Now we're after the pedophiles. That's right. Uh, the Pope's Exorcist pedo. Pedo time or something. <laughs> the Pope's <laughs> yeah. The Instead of hammer time. The house. That's right. The call's coming from inside. The, the call's <laughs> coming from inside the church. Exactly. Why haven't you checked the children? Exactly. Uh, why, why do you keep checking the children? How about that? Yeah. Eek. Eek. Nothing like some good pedo humor. Yeah. Oh boy. Good for the whole family. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> the so, devil is the devil's at work. <laughs> so thank you very much. Go to our Smooth page on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook. TikTok, Instagram, we're on YouTube, we're on threads, kind of. Uh, you can email us at the podcast that wouldn't die at Gmail. Gmail. We, are, we are on. Sweet Jesus. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So don't forget to like, share, rate, and review, won't you? Won't Aaron. you please? Aaron! What is yes! your social media situation, for God's <laughs> sakes? I have a lot of situations, and they have nothing to do with the Catholic Church. So, my situation <laughs> on Instagram is the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. Why belong to a religion when you yourself can be the religion? Uh, don't feed the pigeon. I am on, you know, threads and stuff. I professionally am on Artsy and First Dibs, Aaron Doherty. Buy some stuff. Boom. Good stuff. Now, Tara, you are also on social media, but don't don't seek her out. Do not. Direct Do message not. her. Direct message is what she prefers. <laughs> the power of Christ <laughs> compels you Christ not to slide to her DMs. Exactly. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. As you know, what we try to do is each week uh, share some viewer, listener, mail, comments, questions. This week, Aaron, who do you got? Agnes Moorhead? No, I do not. Uh, Julian Cian from Santa Cruz wrote in about the Forbidden Zone, that it is a masterpiece and the basis of their marriage. So that's good, Ice. Uh, <laughs> that is, wait a that's, That sounds like a cry for help. If you ask me, sweet Jesus. Clearly. Maybe we can bring in the church. I think one of them is a lapsed Call Catholic. the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> Call the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> Doc Nerdy uh, to me uh, noted that um, the Forbidden Zone looks like those old Spanish sitcoms that would be on TV if you grew up in the greater LA area when you got out of school. Where there was like a bee man and people were slapping each other. So I can agree with that. Stop it, though, Gigante. What that is? Yeah, you never watch like a oh, Megan used to watch all the uh, the telenovelas and and weird stuff. All right, uh, Jaws 3D. Aaron Marshall pointed out that the shark looked fake. So in the I Forbidden think... Zone. No, in Jaws 3D. So I oh. can probably agree with that i'm sure they did not in fact use a great white shark so good eye there friend good times had by all next week we're going to be doing the science fiction future past classic <laughs> rollerball starring james Kahn and others and I don't all remember. the rest and you can watch and the professor and Mary Ann. <laughs> you can watch Rollerball on Fubo, MGM Plus, Hoopla, Tubi, uh, Pluto TV, Paramount TV. You know anywhere your finer crap movies are available. Sweet Jesus! So send in any favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions, and we may talk about it on the show. So, thank you very much. First of all, thank you, Tara, for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. Good catch, Brother Bear. (laughs) Thank you very much, and be well. Be well.